0: Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey there, how you doing? No, 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 how are you really doing? Are you feeling like you don't even know who you are anymore? You feel like, man, I used to be so happy. I I used to be so free. Well, my next guest, she's going to help you come home to yourself. Hey, everybody. We're in store for a treat today. Thank you guys for checking in. We've got an amazing season two. As I told y'all, season two was going to be bigger and better. Today's episode, I am so humbled to have someone truly, truly amazing who has been a light to this world, Dr. Tama Bryant. Dr. Tama is a psychologist, associate professor of psychology at Pepperdine, and the newly elected president of the APA, which stands for the American Psychological Association, which is the leading scientific and professional organization representing psychology with more than 120,000 members. She also has a master's of divinity, but also she is a mother, she is a sister, she is a friend, and she is checking in with us today. Welcome, Dr. Tama Bryant.
1: I am so excited to be here and just love you and your community and what you're doing for us to be able to check in because there's so much going on. Well, thank you so much. I just remember connecting with you around
0: 2014, 2015. And I was excited to connect with somebody as a therapist, someone as a woman of color, but you also are a minister. So you understand the science. But every now and then you're like, if I can, can I pray? (laughs) <laughs> that's it all the things yeah yes. so i it's just been so thankful to be connected to you all these years you are also the host of your own mental health podcast called homecoming i know y'all are like wait a minute you still introducing her i am she also has a wellness service called oasis wellness service and author of many books like Thriving in the Wake of Trauma, Surviving Sexual Violence, and the author of your brand new book titled Homecoming.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And I love how you say it because that's how I feel it. That sense of just coming home to yourself. Yes. It's an invitation that's available to us at all times and all places but to take that walk and take that journey back home to authentic living, mm-hmm. there's nothing better.
0: I love how you say in your book that home is not necessarily the house, like what, right. the building, yes. that construction house, but it's a feeling.
1: Yes. And that is so important, especially for those who are listening, who perhaps grew up in a place that doesn't feel like home. Mm. And so some people, you know, there are those sweet memories of, oh, I can't wait to go to grandma's house, or I can't wait to go to my parents' house. And for some people, that's not a warm fuzzy. And even if it is, you have to have the capacity to have home wherever you are. Mm. And that was like an intention of my mother when she was raising, she and my dad were raising my brother and I. She said, whether you're in the projects or the White House, I want you to be at home being yourself. That's it. Right? So wherever you go, and I'm sure for you, like red carpet or sitting on the carpet, right? (laughs) To be able to be yourself. To be able
0: to be yourself. That's so good. And I know that you guys will see it clip of this on social media and you'll say wait a minute she looks familiar yes yes ladies and gentlemen this is Dr. Tama Bryant from who you saw on many many media clips uh Dr. Phil other Oprah Winfrey Network specials such as a reality show that I had I'm not gonna act like it wasn't a part of it yeah we did home and it's coming home Okay. Yeah. Coming home. <laughs> telling, coming, coming, home coming home. Yeah. Coming home. Well, I'm truly excited about your new book, Homecoming. Y'all, first of all, I have some of my favorite spots marked off in the book. But to me, it's just on the inside cover, and I can hear it read in your sweet tone. Because you're also, she's also a sacred artist. So I could hear this being written in her tone. In the aftermath of stress, disappointment and trauma, people often fall into survival mode, even while a part of them longs for more. Juggling multiple demands and responsibilities keeps them busy, but Mm. not healed.
1: That's it.
0: And there have been so many people, Dr. Tama, that go through so much trauma or so much abuse, but then they go to church on Sunday, work on Monday, raise the kids, yeah. be who they're supposed to be to their spouse and partner. And, and, and mm-hmm. Busy, busy, busy. You're in every auxiliary. You're in every department at your school. Busy, mm-hmm. but not healed.
1: Yes. And it's such a distraction and a trick. You can fool other people by being very productive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can even fool yourself. Because you're doing so much, according to the world, you must be okay. Because that's what people spot- spotlight is like productivity and just moving forward, hustling, grinding, all these things, multiple streams moving. And sometimes we are doing that as an avoidance of ourselves. Mm. And the other thing is, people like when you erase yourself for them, in service of them. You know, we both come from a church background. And I can think about people who volunteer in church, volunteer in community, taking care of everybody else Mm -hmm. and neglecting themselves. So yes, we can be busy and not healed. And not healed. And you connect yeah. so well with people
0: throughout the years. And even in this book, you intertwine personal stories of things that you've gone through, yeah. racisms. You mentioned that you are a survival of sexual assault and yeah. evacuation from a civil war in Liberia yeah yes so you know as this inside cover says the work involved in healing mm-hmm. yeah did you always know that you needed to be healed
1: or were you the product of being busy right
0: and not so healed? it
1: was it was a both and I think a part of us I think culturally for black Americans or African Americans is often we're raised with this idea of you must be excellent right and so if you are excellent for yourself, to make your family proud, make your community proud, you can do all of those things. And we often have not highlighted what it means for us. Mm. And so, you know, for example, with the civil war in Liberia, I'll start with the blessing of it. So as a teenager, my father was elected to be a bishop in the AME church and his first term was overseas in West Africa. And that was a phenomenal experience for me in terms of my own self-esteem and self-worth to literally go to a place where everyone in a position of power looked like me. Mm -hmm. That's like a game changer. You know, I grew up in Baltimore. So to see, you know, the head of government, the head of the bank, the head of the school, like everybody who was anybody looked like me. So it gave you a greater sense of like what was possible. Yes. And so I I named that piece of it before the war, just because often people only know like war or poverty or struggle. But then after, they, after being there for two years, a civil war broke out. And the, here's the piece of privilege. Because my family uh, is American, we were able to evacuate it. So uh, we got notice, get your stuff. And literally we moved there with like 13 suitcases, a family of four, and we left with one. And so it was like, if you don't get to the airport now, like America's not coming back for you. So we had to get on the plane and leave. And there were people that I had to leave behind who I care about, who I love dearly, and that I was very much aware it wasn't because I'm any better than them or any more deserving of them that uh, by virtue of my passport, I'm being rescued. And so that gives you a certain sense of responsibility, right? A certain sense of urgency, and at the same time, needing to do my own uh, internal work. And I'll say our whole family, after that whole experience, experience, we did not immediately go in to get counseling. We you know, came back to the States and kept it moving. And so you don't really take in what is the impact of what I have seen, mm. right? What is the impact of the grief and loss? And so later having to do that work myself to come home to myself and coming home to yourself starts with telling yourself the truth. So I had to tell myself the truth that that was not okay. That's so good. Cause I'm sure folks that are listening
0: Miles are agape, like really, but then you also are able to tell us a little bit of what homecoming means,
1: coming home to yourself. Right, right. And so when you come home to yourself, it shows up in both your emotions, but also in your behavior, right? So when I'm disconnected from myself, I'm in a place of despair. I'm in a place of anxiety. One that we often don't notice, particularly in our community, is irritability, mm. right? A lot of times, our depression actually shows up as irritable depression, and people don't have a lot of compassion for an irritable woman. More right? so, maybe sad yeah. and crying, yes. but not right? Then, irritable. yeah, if you do, if you're showing it that way, uh, people often, you know, with that stereotype of having a bad attitude. But it's like, what is the root of the bad attitude? If we could understand that, maybe we could have more passion for each other. And so how does my emotional life reveal mm. the ways in which I'm disconnected? And another emotion that often shows up for us is the numbness. So if we've ever experienced or seen in somebody else when a person is present but absent, like those eyes are vacant, like they are not there Um, And some of us have have sat through meetings when you were not there, right? And so just checked out. So that is a disconnection where I I need to come home to myself. Like, what do I really feel? What do I really think? Because trauma and stress makes you doubt yourself and disconnect from yourself. And it makes you hide because you feel a lot of shame. Mm -hmm. And so once I can tell myself the truth about what I feel and think, and also that I'm no longer sabotaging myself. So, when I'm disconnected from myself, oh, I'm creating all kind of chaos. You know, I want something and I'm working against it. I'm doing all kinds of things. So is that how people most commonly get disconnected from themselves yes. is what you just named? I heard someone say black people don't have the luxury of depression. We're just tired. But it's like whether you want to make time for it or not, it will show up and knock on your door or hold you hostage, right? Mm-hmm. So... That is a big sign. And then um, by our actions as well, when we are kind of running in circles. And, and I think an important term for your audience to know that many people may not be aware of is high functioning depression. I didn't know if that was a medical term yet in the field yes. of mental health. It is. Right, right. So it's not a separate diagnosis. People would just say depression, but in depression, there's like mild, moderate, severe. So when it's severe, it's like uh, my functioning is so that like I can't get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people with functioning depression. We see this a lot with people who just have to perform. So like medical doctors can like go through their day doing all their surgeries and procedures and then come home and just be blank and numbed out uh, on the couch. Uh, we can see it for people who are parents who have to like keep it moving for their kids, but it's like just barely hanging on. Barely hanging so, on. Right, right. So some some people can't get out of the bed and that is a form of depression. And then there are those who are going through the motions of living, but nobody's home.
0: I mean, we heard that term a few weeks ago when the young lady died by suicide. That's right. Her mother, April, if I'm not mistaken, we're talking about Chesley Christ who unfortunately died by suicide, her mother said that she had high-functioning depression.
1: Yeah, yes. And so that's why people mistake it, right? People can miss it because this person is, quote-unquote, doing all the things, but there's a deeper story.
2: mm
0: I have page 26 in your book to the sentence that says depression is more than a bad day. It lasts at least two weeks and affects Mm -hmm. various aspects of your life. If you are living with depression, I would recommend psychotherapy. And then you Mm -hmm. give us the following strategies. And y'all, unfortunately, Dr. Tama is not accepting new clients at this time.
1: <laughs> Thank you for telling me. <laughs> I wish. But let me tell you, there are a plethora, and I'm sure under, your, uh, under this podcast, we'll list some of the directories so people Absolutely. can get help. And y'all, yes. if
0: y'all go to DrTama.com, she also gives amazing yes. resources. You have always been about living authentically, whether it's, um, I love how you keep your faith Mm -hmm. You do not shy about that, about who you are. You are a sacred artist. Mm -hmm. And do you feel that fear blocks people from living authentically? Because yeah. if for you to say be an associate professor at Pepperdine, people might think mm-hmm. you're supposed to be a certain way. Right. But when you get down to it, she gonna throw some hands, but it might be praying hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I I so appreciate the question, and I have to give that I was promoted to full professor uh, with tenure, so I'm grateful, grateful. Yes, about that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Y'all come <laughs> on. Come on, look, receiving and, and so much gratitude and important to still show up as myself, you know, to still it's absolutely necessary. Let me tell you, Michelle, what I tell our students I teach in the graduate program. If you get to the end of the line and you get that degree and you have lost yourself, it wasn't worth it. Mm. It wasn't worth it. We don't need people with paper and no heart. People with paper and no spirit who have read all the chapters and are vacant. So you have to bring yourself with you. That's what makes it work. People can tell. And I'll I'll let you testify. People can tell when you're fake and when you're real. Mm -hmm. And nobody Mm -hmm. wants to talk to a fake person. So you have to show up as you. Absolutely.
0: Ooh. We know that fear blocks people from living authentically yes. because it's what do people think I should show up? And right. if I show up, they won't accept me
1: or I need right. to do this. What is the root of that? Right. Uh, fear of rejection and abandonment. Mm-hmm. And that goes from the beginning of our lives. Of uh, You learn on the playground by just simply observing who is popular and who is not. Yes, You learn who is celebrated by teachers, by other students, by families, by the community. And it's a natural thing to try to figure out who are the people who are celebrated? And then for those who live with trauma, who are the people that are safe? Mm-hmm. You know, who are the people who are protected? Who are the people that are cared for? Who are the people who are chosen? And once I figure out who are those people are, then trying to be like that, right? If I dress like that, if I talk like that, if I could sing like that, you know, that would put me in this category. And so a lot of that from very early, we're bombarded with these messages. Yes. So, billboards and commercials and advertisements and you know I'll say even from working with people a uh, number of people in the industry they can even receive that message that it's not enough like to the outside world you can be on top of the world but you know the the media and the system and the industry will eat eat you up Absolutely. and make you feel like no matter what you have accomplished it is insufficient And so that keeps us in a difficult place. And I want to name for people, which I think is very liberating, that it's not just your imagination, right? When we have insecurities, it's not just because I decided that I don't like this about myself. Often it's things that we were teased for or rejected about or ridiculed about. And so it is a daily act of resistance to push back against those messages and try to believe that I am worthy, even when people have treated me like I'm not. That's so good,
0: and thank you for
1: validating. Yeah,
0: tons of listeners right. who are feeling that way don't know yes. why, and right. um, you are giving us the tools. Mm-hmm. And it's going to start with healing,
1: right? And let me say, with the fear piece, one of the things that was freeing for me was when I realized. No matter what, there are gonna be people who are not happy with you. Mm -hmm. Right? You're not gonna be able to please everybody. So it's like, even if like, oh, if I if I do my hair this way, if I talk this way, somebody's gonna have something to say, right? Whatever your outfit is. Somebody people are gonna love it, and then some people are gonna say she looked a mess. So I have to then decide. I want it to be what I love, right? So my favorite color is orange. I love my chair is orange. I love to wear orange. And some people are like, oh, why Why would you have on orange? It doesn't matter if you like it, it's not for you. The cover right? of your it's book is me. orange. <laughs> yes. Wow. So, I didn't
0: free,
1: know, you know that. free yourself, free yourself from trying to please everyone. It is impossible and it's too expensive. It costs you, you. And then we are robbed from experiencing each other because we're all walking around trying to be clones, dressing like everybody else, talking like everybody else. And what's the song? Ain't nothing like the real real thing. thing. thing." Yes. Come on, sing, Doc! (laughs) come on I love it
0: I love love y'all y'all yes she is all of these things uh professor at Pepperdine psychologist but I love her sense of humor and how she'll every now and then break out into a song it might be from the 70s (laughs) but that's right we're going back we're going back (laughs) well to Quiet as it's kept. That's what some of the yeah. real music was created. That's, That's right. why we can still That's right. sing it. Yes, you it's know, true. In 2022. And Carrie, so you are so on. right. It's nothing like the real thing. And just know like the people that God probably wants to send for you to accomplish a mm-hmm. purpose will probably come when you become the real you.
1: Can you say that again? That's good.
0: God will send the people that you need to accomplish your purpose and help yeah. make your dreams come true when right. you become your authentic
1: self. Right. That's right. Now, You're, uh-huh. I don't want
0: to be judgmental, judgy, yeah. uh-huh. but there is a difference when being your authentic self versus this is just how I am. Right. Can we yes. talk about
1: that a little bit? Please. Thank you. I love the question. It's <laughs> <laughs> so important. Because some of us believe our wounds are our authentic self. And that is not who you are. It is what your trauma has made you. And, and when it happens so young, you really get confused and think, that's me. That's how I've been my whole life. Mm. Well, that's because you've had trauma your whole life. And so, you know, when people are mean spirited and harsh, and they're like, that's just who I am, people have to deal with it. No, you develop that armor because you have lived with warfare. And when you come home to yourself, you can soften. You can say we can laugh, we can sing, we can breathe, we can love, we can let people in. We don't have to be perfect. We can be human beings. Mm. And so trying to distinguish your wound from your identity is an important part of the work. That means that you're willing to let go because what I say in the book is, We can come back home or you can come home for the very first time. Some people have never been able to live in truth because you didn't live in an environment where that was possible. So even if it initially feels fake, you know, I was working with a family and having them, you know, turn and say they love each other. And one of the family members says, that just feels fake. I said, it's only fake if you don't mean it, right? (laughs) You know, but it can feel uncomfortable. To live differently, but it does not mean it's fake. It just means it's new.
0: It's just new and that's it. It's just like, and then before you know it, you know, when you put on that new pair of shoes, you walk into a new home or a car, it's like, okay, I don't know all the buttons I'm supposed to press. But before you know it, it starts feeling like your own and you do exercises and you give people tips and practices. But I don't know, I just feel led to just ask people to sit in this moment and just visualize and feel like what would it be like for you to be home in your mm. authentic self? Yeah. You're free. Mm-hmm. You're relaxed. There's no tension. I feel inflammation mm-hmm. li- leave my body. Mm. Mm-hmm. So many physical ailments happen, doctor. Yes. When
1: healing does not
0: take place.
1: And I'm so glad you named the body, because uh, particularly for people of color, our distress often shows up in our body. So as you said it, I feel my shoulders relaxing, feel myself breathing more deeply, uh, loosening uh, the grip in my jaw. Sometimes we grind our teeth. So and and backache is very big in our community. So all of this tension in our backs, And so some people who say, oh, I never think about those things or talk about those things and I'm fine. And we say I'm fine. Meanwhile, our bodies are falling apart. So your body is telling the truth of your story.
0: Absolutely. And y'all, we must heal because as she also says, healing starts with recognizing and expressing emotions in an honest way and reconnecting with the neglected parts of yourself. I was talking to a friend, Dr. Tamo, before you and I hopped on to record our episode. And my first time in almost our 30 years of friendship, he said, I hurt. Mm-hmm. I said, You would have thought the, the Chuck E. Cheese celebration station just mm-hmm. went off like, Rab-ab-ab. it's like celebrating. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can finally say, I hurt. A black man. Yes, so
1: important. By the way. So, yes. Yes. And
0: this work that you're doing, it's mm. inclusive of everybody.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. But it's something about your work being for the healing of our black boys and yes. girls, our black men and women, our black brothers and sisters, our black mothers and fathers.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: I get, so I just get, important.
1: Yeah. Get,
0: um, invigorated and enlightened. Just thinking about the work that you've done mm-hmm. throughout the years to mm-hmm. free people from bondage, mental mm-hmm. slavery, emotional slavery. And that's what coming home, you're free.
1: You don't have to be bound. <laughs> that's right. You don't have to be. And I love you sharing uh, your friend's testimony of being able to name the hurt. Because often boys and men receive that script of like, don't act weak, don't act like a girl, never let people see your emotions. The only emotion that's acceptable is anger. And so like, what is underneath the anger? The hurt, the disappointment, the embarrassment, the frustration, the fear, the insecurity. And we cannot heal it if don't even give permission to name it. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to recognize our own truth And then create space for people around you to tell the truth about how we are doing in the midst of all of this.
0: Yes. What has been, I guess, your journey?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. You know,
0: and coming home
1: to yourself. Right. It has been a beautiful, I'm going to call it uh, quilt making or tapestry or weaving, because as you've alluded to, I have like different aspects of myself. Mm -hmm. And so uh, initially what I had learned to do was to uh, show up in the aspect of myself based on the environment I was in, right? So I'm an artist. So when I'm around like poets and musicians and dancers, then I can be that. I'm an academic. So when I'm an academic circle, I can be that. I'm a spiritual person. So when I'm a spiritual place, and all of those things are me. So when I'm being all those things, it's, re- it's real. And at the same time, they were like disconnected. So the other parts of me couldn't show up mm-hmm. in a particular place. And so when I freed myself to say, what would it be like to be all the things I am at the same time? I was about to say, how are you <laughs> balancing Like, Right, right. So, you know, an example of that will be one of the years when I was presenting at the American Psychological Association. I had my pants suit, I had my PowerPoint slides. And before the presentation, I broke out in this spiritual. And so everybody was looking and they started humming and rocking. (laughs) I said, how was this supposed to be a convention for people to talk about healing? And it's so sterile and we're so cold and there's no windows and everybody's like, you know, robotic. Let's have breath here and life here. And uh, after the presentation, someone came up to me and said, I didn't know we could sing here. I said, who said we couldn't <laughs> It was not in the handbook that you right. got when you registered and you oh. came
0: here. And for You You know, yeah. at the conventions, you, we all get that same tote bag. Right, at that bag. <laughs> and and just walk around. And you have your materials, you have your pen. Nowhere in the journal or the handbook right. does it say yes. you cannot sing or show up as right. yours. Oh, and, and the
1: thing is, when we do it, it frees up other people to do it as well. You know, there are many uh, people in the field who are academics and artists or academics and spiritual or academics and very connected to their culture. And so to create the invitation, when I uh, say it to our students, is so freeing to them because they still are in that formation stage of trying to figure out, like, who do I have to be to be taken seriously? Or to be considered a professional, mm-hmm. and uh, just a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, I had uh, the divine pleasure and honor of being invited to come and speak with Indigenous women psychologists, and they had that question about authenticity because often they also receive the message that who you authentically are is not acceptable in this space, and so to connect with the wisdom and wealth of your culture and show up, knowing it's a gift. Like I'm not apologizing. Or who I am, it's like you know we bring flavor to any meat. We do, we do. (laughs) Yeah, we bring it. We bring. So why would I leave that behind? That's the special sauce. (laughs) But like you said, and then
0: there are some people who tiptoe up to you after you're done, like, oh my gosh, we
1: needed this so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and here's the thing, and there'll be some people there who don't like it, right? Who will say, I don't think that's professional and then you go do your seminar the way you want to do Absolutely. it right so i don't need everybody to give me a stamp or a validation i'm i'm going to be me and uh it's it's beautiful i i enjoy it i was going to say
0: you could only do that if you've come home to yourself right and you right. know the results and the fruit that you have mm-hmm. as a result of being your yeah. authentic self Do you have maybe two tips um, about how someone's like, okay, this sounds good. I'm feeling it, but how do I even begin? I'll say that. Give us how they will begin and just a practical tip of maybe maintenance.
1: Yeah, good, good. So I'll give two. One is internal, one is external. So the internal one is start paying attention to your body. Your body gives you messages to let you know when you're comfortable and when you're not comfortable. We often ignore those cues. We often ignore those alarms. So when you're in certain places, notice how you feel, right? Instead of just thinking about who are the people that stress me out, Mm. uh, where are the places where I feel at home? Where are the places where I'm not on eggshells, right? Where are the places where Or the people, when I'm talking to them on the phone, there's no performance. I'm just going to say whatever pops in my head and it's okay. Right? So when I pay attention to myself, I come home to myself, it means that I'm tuned in. And many times when we are disconnected, you can live years like that and not recognize it. Mm. So it's a daily from moment to moment checking in with me. You know, how are you feeling? <laughs> just, you know, how do you feel in this space? How, you know, what's your energy like? So, to not ignore ourselves and not ignore our alarm that my mental health is more important than my productivity. My mental health is more important than other people's opinions of me. And so, I'm going to do what honors my health, right? So, the only way we can do that is to check in because what works for you might not work for somebody else, right? And somebody else might not be offended by something and something really bothers you. So, the only way I can start to live authentically is to stop looking for other people to tell me and to start to honor my own truth. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'll say effective therapy does is help you to trust yourself. Like, it shouldn't just be, let me just ask her what she thinks, but it is developing the ability to tell myself the truth so that I can catch it, right? Even if I'm mid-sentence and I feel like that's not what I wanna say. Okay, let me me call it that, right? (laughs) I can shift, I can shift. So that's one tip, to pay attention to your own alarm and tune into yourself. And then the second tip I'll say is to get in the presence of people who are free and are comfortable with you being free. Because, as we mentioned, it's not all in your head, right? Sometimes we are in environments that are stifling, that are suffocating, that keep forcing us to disconnect. So, even if you say, That's my job, Dr. T, I can't leave my job, then I have to cultivate some spaces for authentic relationships where it's mutual it's reciprocal, it's real. Yes. And that yes. will fuel me for the times when I have to deal and navigate some other spaces. Mm.
0: This has been so good. <sighs> Even just that breath you took with the smile, I feel there is just so much healing that you have to offer. I don't know if anyone has ever told you that, you know, when you were little, how people would say there's healing in you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And y'all, Dr. Tama owns that. I think that's the only way so many people that she's been able to help because if it wasn't in her and it wasn't real, people Mm. would not be able to be helped. Chapter one, y'all, I'm so excited because it says, ring the alarm. I need a homecoming. (laughs) I was like, is these Beyonce references? song called ring the alarm and her netflix yes, yes. special was called homecoming i said let me find out but i just love so yes. many of the poets that you give honor to mm. in your book audrey lord i had the pleasure of reciting one of her poems at a ah. martin luther king holiday event in new york and so mm-hmm. y'all please this book, Homecoming, mm. I'm excited to go away over the weekend and dig my feet in the sand. And mm. I get to read this book. I was like, should I read it in my tone or in Dr. Tama's tone? I think I want to read it, <laughs> it in her voice.
1: Is there an audiobook? Yes. Yeah. So there is an audio book. And so whether you want to hear me read to you or whether you want to read it yourself with your highlighter and your pen, Either one works. It's so good when the
0: author is able to even have the time to narrate their own audio book.
1: And let me tell you, I I was so glad when the publisher said that, uh, invited it to be my voice Mm -hmm. Uh, because the motivation for the book actually came from the podcast, which is called Homecoming. Yes, ma'am. So that audience is already kind of used to hearing me. And so I said, when I do the homecoming book, it's, it's got to be me, right? not an actor. I mean, you have
0: something incredible on your hands. I hope you keep this sub-brand homecoming and design so many other homecoming ideas, retreats. I can imagine a homecoming retreat.
1: Look, I'm Gary say, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Yes. With my with my co-facilitator over there. Yes. yes. I'm
0: here for huh? it. I'm here. We're coming home. We're coming home. Coming home. Y'all on social media, she is at Dr. Tama on Twitter and then at Dr. Dot Tama on Instagram. Yeah. And I love that she puts her tweets in photo form on Instagram. But you have a book up on your tweets. It came out in like 2015, but there are hundreds and thousands of us look forward to what you're going to tweet or post. Thank you. It is the perfect blend of encouragement and (sighs) therapy. And I am so happy that you are here sharing with us today how important it is. Y'all, this is the season of healing and we don't want you to miss it. This ah. is the season of coming home to yourself. Mm. This is the season for restoration. Y'all, I don't know if this wave, I don't know. I shouldn't say I don't know if it's going to come again, but a lot of us, we got time now.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a special season. It's true. That wade in the water, get in it, get it. We deserve it. We're worthy of it. and And this is a very special, sacred time. We don't want to leave this season the way we came. It's impossible. And so to be intentional about us coming home to ourselves, and I want to just say, as you mentioned, the social media and the book and the podcast, my my theme for my uh, presidential year uh, for APA is psychology for the people. And so that's the piece, is how do we get this information out? It should not just be sticking, sitting in libraries. It should not just be for the elite or the wealthy. And so if we can tweet it out, if we can podcast it out, all in the music, right? How do we bring healing to the people because we are all deserving. Absolutely. Pivoting back to something that you were sharing before
0: me mentioning your tweets and podcasts, but it was going to be such a perfect close. You say in one of your posts, healing requires stretching beyond familiar patterns. Lean into the discomfort of growth instead of retreating into old mindsets. You deserve a fresh start. Your wounds don't disqualify you. Give Yourself Sunrise.
1: Give Yourself Sunrise, that's it, and breathe. <laughs>
0: Dr. Tamer, you are just a joy, and I'm so thankful for you, and I'm um, so excited about this best-selling book.
1: Homecoming. Speak it. Come on, speak it. Thank you. You got
0: the right people endorsing. Got Nedra Glover, Tawa. By the way, both of y'all's books are. Yes. Woo! You talk about some emotional and intelligence. By accident, we have the same publisher. Yes. So you can hold them up next to yes Yes. Uh, Susan Taylor. Just so many great people. You're yeah. in great company. We love you. And again, everybody, please, 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 please come home to yourself. You yes. have permission. Dr. Tama, thank you. And we will see thank you. Thank you. It truly was so soothing and such a joy to have Doctor Tama Bryant on my podcast today. And again, how cool is it that she and I had been nominated in the same category of outstanding lifestyle and self help podcast for an NAACP Image Award? I think that is absolutely amazing. I really, really pray that this podcast just gives you a new perspective or or lets you know that that no, you're not just feeling things or that you're not crazy or you're not alone in these thoughts. Sometimes we can get so involved in the day-to-day things of life and you know, it's almost like you feel like you've been having an out-of-body experience because you know you haven't been yourself. You know you haven't been operating at your full best self. So y'all, I encourage you to get her book homecoming, overcoming fear and trauma to reclaim your whole authentic self. Honey, we gonna have some healthy, whole, healed listeners for this podcast. You hear me? I'm just so excited about the steps that you are taking. And one of the steps that you're taking is that you continually listen to my podcast week after week. And I vow to keep bringing people on here who want the same for you as well all right love you you know you're loved right thanks for checking in bye-bye Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: Got my PrevNar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong, and asthmatic, and at higher risk.
2: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.